0: One mic, one voice. You can change the world, it's your choice. One mic. One voice You can change the world, it's your choice One One mic, uh, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One One mic, one voice Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show Building the Collective conscience. A show that is created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions Can be heard, appreciated, and debated I am Michael Eric Owen the one mic studio man uh if you like me you've been celebrating it's a it's a cause for celebration it's almost like when you get out that abusive relationship <laughs> you know when you've been beat down and used and abused and all of a sudden you get some freedom yeah it is a uh, time to celebrate folks and I am so happy that you are here with me today. What a glorious day we have. Um, this particular episode is titled, Is This Our Moment? Is This Our Moment? The country is celebrating the victory of President-elect Joe Biden and his Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Man. It's important, folks. I know there's a lot of uh, excitement in the air and there's a lot of relief. I mean, I think that's what people are feeling, a great deal of relief. But in the midst of all of that, um, we would be remiss if we did not take a moment. It's important to pause and acknowledge and rejoice in the first woman vice president a woman of color, a black woman. Think about that. Think about how long the journey has been. Think about uh, man, the inability for women to be seen as equals, as contributors, as nothing more than the pleasure of men. We've seen Over the last four years, the height of sexism from the highest office. And to arrive at this point as we pierce through slavery and convict leasing, black codes, segregation, Jim Crow, mass incarceration, as we pierce through all of those challenges, what do we have? we have Kamala Harris for all the young girls out there black, brown, white Latino, Asian whatever if you can't see it you can't be it and folks (laughs) their eyes are wide open they see it they understand it it's history it is um Worthy of our celebration because a ceiling has been not only shattered, but it has been completely removed. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see a woman there. Women can lead. Listen to me. They have been leading. So I am thrilled along with you. We are celebrating the potential end to injustice, inequality, and most importantly, folks, white supremacy. Over the course of the past four years, we have been, I wanna say, inundated with white supremacy, not just on our TV screens, but through social media, It has become um, the most grotesque, I think, element of this man's administration. Because we know it existed in our society, but we thought it had been moved to the periphery of our world. We thought that um, with the election of Barack Obama, we were not in a post-racial. Uh, country. But the needle had been moved. But over the course of the past four years, it has been reversed. And white supremacy has been strengthened. So we celebrate, as I said, the potential end. I did not say the end. I said the potential end. Understand that distinction. Because if I said the end, then there's really no work to do. But the potential end indicates that we must do something. I want to look at four critical questions, if I could. Just four critical questions that um, will try to answer um, the question, is this our moment? That's our first question. Is this our moment? Our second question, is this another chance to save and change America? Save America and change it. Number three, should we hope again? Should we? There's been so much, I think, apathy when it comes to our electoral process, when it comes to seeing whether this country could ever be a country for all its citizens. Hope has been waning in the hearts of so many people. Should we hope again with the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Should we do that? And then the fourth question, how do we shape this country into a country for all its people? You must understand, this country has not been a country for all of his peoples. From the beginning, with the institution of chattel slavery, it was not a country. With the removal of Native American people, it was not a country for all people. For the abuse uh, to the Japanese folks during the war, it was not a country. With all that has happened with the Dreamers and all that has happened with immigration, um, it has not been a country for all its people. So can we, can we shape it to be just that? All right. Number one, is this our moment? <laughs> While I believe this is our moment, 70 plus million people voted for the one term president. I want you to get Your grip around 70 million people plus voted for him in this country. Um, 331 million, 70 million voted for him. Um, What does that say about America? That, That clearly tells us that what we have seen, what we have heard is real. It is not. Um, made up in our imagination. What happened in Charlottesville was not made up in our imagination. At the Pulse nightclub is not made up in our imagination. What happened to uh, J- Brother George Floyd is not made up in our imagination. Um, what has happened to Breonna Taylor was not made up in our imagination. Listen, folks, it's real. What we see. And what we hear folks listen when they did the exit polling I think there were five things that they were trying to figure out from voters and Republican voters and I'll just tell you the last two on their list the last two um, second to the last was the coronavirus whether they cared about it or not what was important to them that's what I should say more correctly so on the last of their list, was, a, was second to the last, was the coronavirus. The last thing was social injustice. So that tells you right there that the majority of folks that voted for the one-term president could care less about social injustice. Now for the Democrats, of course, that was, I believe, the number one issue and then Coronavirus. We are in a divided country, more divided, um, or just as divided, I would say, when we had the Civil War. If you look at Fox News and other conservative outlets, they're claiming that the election was stolen. Matter of fact, this one term president had said, if I lose it's because the election would have been stolen from me. It was a setup, it's the ultimate con hand, you see. A con man, or woman is always strategizing how to pick your pockets. So he set his supporters up and what are they doing? They're supporting these theories, these false lawsuits, but listen, the end is near, it is clear by everything that we see (laughs) it is clear that it is over for them you see the foundation of our democracy is under attack and i know we hear that i know that's a flowery phrase but listen folks it is under attack when the very essence of your democracy in which it stands the people the voice of the people the people are the democratic process And our voices, without our voices, there is no democracy. Without our participation through our voices, there is no democracy. And to go at the seat of our democracy and say it is fraudulent, it is corrupt, that the people spoke, we don't care because I will do whatever I need to do to win. They are trying to destroy our very democracy. Now the ignorant don't understand that because they're blinded. Anytime you follow a cult leader, you're blinded, you're not rational. You can't see outside that bubble in which you exist and that ideology exists. But for those of us on the outside, we see it clearly. This is our moment. It is the moment for 75 plus million people that voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, 75 plus million people, more votes than any time in the history of this country the optimism and the passion and also yes the outrage of the summer of unrest 2020 was translated into action in voting and let me tell you something America spoke America said no more we're tired Our country is not a country of chaos. Yes, we have our problems, we have our struggles, we have our differences, but we're not a country of chaos. And if you're like me, man, just these past five, six days of not seeing all of these tweets and not the emphasis on this crazy person, man, it's relieved a lot of stress, if you're like me. But maybe you're on the other side of the equation. You see, what we have witnessed in the last four years, it's not, it's not America. Well, some people might say, well, that's the real America. Well, it's American history. But I believe that this is our moment, not necessarily a moment for the entire country. Now, I want you to understand something. While Mr. Biden has pledged to uh, work across the aisles to compromise, (coughs) to work with those in opposition to him, That can be very dangerous. Matter of fact, I would say that was President Obama's mistake. Because our country is divided for a reason. There are those of us, the 75 plus million in the voting electorate, that want to see a country that is different, that operates differently, that treats people the same that the same standard is applied to all, even those in power and those that are not. The other 70 million people, they want the America we've seen over the past four years, one in which white supremacy rules, one in which there's no reform or transformation, as I like to say, of community policing, They don't want to see any of that. They want to dismiss the pain. They want to dismiss the history, the loss, the shame. They want to dismiss all of that and simply say, deal with it. This this is the America they want. So I'm not talking about them. Stay with me. Did the end of slavery wait for national consensus? Did the end of desegregation wait for national consensus? Did the Voting Rights Acts wait for national consensus? No, they did not. We will not get the majority of them. We may get some. Some may come out of this cult situation into enlightenment. Some might. But if we're sitting here today, thinking we can build a new America with those who want the old America, we will fail. We will fail. We have a coalition. We have a group of folks that are like-minded that see change as, I wouldn't say inevitable, but change that must happen. Inevitability means that there's nothing we can do about it. It will happen. No, folks, we have to create this new America. There is no reason for us to want national consensus. It won't happen. It will not happen. During the end of slavery, there was not national consensus. That's why you had a war. Don't fool yourself into thinking that all of a sudden there's going to be mass cooperation and we're going to come together as one nation. Do not believe that. It will not happen. You will waste your energy in your time. We cannot kick the can down the road any longer. We have to pick it up. The 75 plus million people, we have to pick it up and move forward. None of those things waited for a national consensus. So I say this is our moment. This is our moment, but do you recognize that? Because moments are moments. They don't last forever. We have to move. We have to be engaged. We have to create a new America. You and I, we can't look to anyone else we have to do this together. Number two, is this um, another chance to save and change America? Is this another chance? Not our first chance, folks. We had our moment in the past to save and change America. We had an opportunity doing American Reconstruction. At the end of slavery, when blacks were set free, and they were, what, promised 40 acres and a mule, when they got into politics, when they were engaged, but we know what happened. You have the rise of the KKK, and what happened? That all blacks were kicked out of politics. Black men that had, had the right to vote was taken away, and then we know. We know what transpired after that, all the Jim Crow laws. We had a moment then to save and change America. We had an opportunity during the Civil Rights Movement to save and change America. It was witnessed across American television, the Edmund Prettis Bridge where The late, great John Lewis was almost lost his life there. We seen it with the dogs in Birmingham. We seen the vitriol at the civil rights workers and the the arrest and the ultimate price of Dr. King losing his life. You see, we had a moment then. We had an opportunity to save and change America. We've had our opportunities to do it. We just never had the courage and fortitude. We had an opportunity during the 2020 summer of protests, where people poured out their hearts, people poured out their souls, people sacrificed. But America didn't listen. It didn't listen. We had an opportunity then to change the way policing happens in our communities. America didn't listen. But America spoke. A majority of Americans spoke. We have failed every time. We have failed because so many of our white brothers and sisters desiring to hold on to their privilege and walked away from the fight. I said before, this will take all of us. This is another chance and we, all of us, must seize it. We must engage in ways we have not done in the past. If we truly want to shape this country. The the election of Biden and Harris is a great thing but it's not the thing. It's a great moment but it's not the moment. It speaks of the goodness of our country but it doesn't change our country. It is up to us to finish The work. We have to finish the work, folks. I just hope many of us have the, I want to say the capacity to endure what lies ahead in order to finish the work. Folks, we're going to take a break. Hang in there. It's a time of celebration. Man, I think I'm going to get my dancing shoes on. Oh yeah, ain't it? No, yeah, ain't no wrong with that. Yeah, hey. It's a new day. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I felt that right there. It's a new day, folks. We'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Owens, host of the One Mic, One Voice show. I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the globe. Thank you for your undivided attention and for your conversation. You can catch us every Sunday on YouTube, 1230 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can also catch us on Podbeam Stitcher. Spotify, iTunes On any one of those lovely Wonderful podcasting platforms you love to listen to Please always remember You can change the world It's your choice Welcome back folks The One Mic One Voice Show Is this our moment in light of what has just transpired, the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Will we seize this moment? Will we shake this country in a way that it removes fear, despair, and pain from those who have been under the weight Of all three of those, we can. We can do it. We must do it. Number three. (laughs) If You're just tuning in, folks. I'm trying to lay it out. We are in a moment. Should we hope again? You see, hope is a very dangerous concept. It's a concept that gives light to those living in darkness. Do you know hope? Have you embraced hope? You see, in those moments of weakness, those moments of uncertainty, those moments when it seems like nothing will go your way, there's a thing called hope. Yeah, a concept that makes one believe in the fact of facing total opposition, a concept that helps a person to self-heal. Regardless of our division, regardless of our past failures and tainted history, we must cling to hope. Um, the South Carolina state model is while I breathe I hope while I have breath in me while there may be a possibility yeah I will hope and I say this because we are in a country that has been under a dark cloud for four years the sun has not shined. Many Americans, even those who are in this coalition that I'm talking about, have been depressed. Have been trying to hang on to hope. That's why there was such a relief, a jubilation. Because hope won. Oh, but there was a moment, (laughs) If you were like me, there was a moment where despair, yeah, walked through the door. But we must hope we cannot change this country, save this country, if we are not a hopeful people. If we don't believe in the possibilities of justice for all, if we don't believe in the possibility that we can love each other again, that we can speak to each other, that we can see each other and understand each other, regardless of our differences, if we're not a hopeful people, we can't do it. I said hope um, shines a light in the midst of darkness. So i'm asking you today to hope to believe to trust that does not mean we will not hear things or see things that what oh man that challenges that hope that shakes that hope but sometimes the greatest hope one can have is when these situations have shattered us to the point where we are on our knees. That's when hope shows up. In the moments of our deep contemplation, in analyzing our life, analyzing our country and our world, that's when hope shows up. We need hope not only for ourselves, but for others. We need to be hope-givers. We need to turn away from the negative conversation. Get rid of uh, those things that hamper and damper our hope. Be hope for someone else. Speak hope into someone's life. This is our moment. How do we shape, number four, this country into a country for all its people? Now this is the work. This is the work. We haven't begun the work yet. Do you understand? those of us who have been in this struggle for generations, decades, we understand how difficult this work is. We understand that few have the fortitude and the heart and the tenacity and the humility to do this work. It's not just about protesting, It's not just about being against something, but being for something and fighting for that which you are for. Not just for yourself, but for your brother and your sister. Not just for those who have succeeded, but those who are trying to succeed. So how do we shape this country? How do we do the work? I'm convinced that we have the opportunity. We have the opportunity. I think Mr. Biden is truly open to ushering in a new America. But he, too, must be held accountable. How do we do this? Number one, we must cease demonizing each other that that's that's got got to stop. stop. Now I'm talking about those that are in the coalition because no longer should you engage or even in debate with those who are not. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. I think most of them will never see the new America because their hearts are in the old. So we must stop. There are some of us who are more liberal, more moderate. We cannot demonize each other. We are brothers and sisters in the new America, and we must build each other up. You see, when we do that to one another, this only fuels those who want to take this moment away. They will say, look at them. Look at the Democratic Party. They're divided. Look at liberals. They're divided. Folks, we cannot have that. Next, we must not be concerned about those who stand against a new America. Now, I know I have my critics. My critics are going to say to me, No, this is a time for unity. This is a time for our country to come together. That's hyperbole. How many times have we said that in the past? We said that when Barack got elected. Listen, folks, that is a false reality that will not come into existence. For those who believe in the new America, those are the ones that we must concentrate on, give our energy to work with and build with. If those others get left behind, maybe they will catch up. But that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to save and change this country. So leave them alone. Don't let them deviate you from this vision. Isaiah said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. We have a larger coalition. Look at the popular vote. Man, this man's almost got 5 million. The highest ever. What does that tell you? That people believe in changing and saving this country. That's who we are. That's our coalition. There's more with us than with them. And I'm not saying that They are our enemies. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we do not have time for games and for frivolous debates. We have work to do. Listen, folks. Again, it gets back to our hope. Can we hope for a future in which so many have longed for, so many have died hoping. Can we carry that hope? But our hope must be turned into action. Together, we, those who seize this moment must unify. Black, white, Asian, Latinx, LGBTQ plus community, all faiths, we must unite. This is our moment. We simply don't just unite, but we demand changes. The time has passed for us to suggest or entertain or infer. No, we demand a new America. One that treats all of his people the same. One that celebrates all his people the same. One that sees every person as equal and every person as having value. Our moment has come. But first, we must control this virus. The one-term president has made the virus Strategy a joke. He has denied it. He um, would not share the dangerous information that he knew. He made it a political issue, red and blue. We must control the virus. We can't build a new America. With a raging virus, when Americans are dying, we cannot move forward. We have to control the virus and the resources have to be sent to those who are disproportionately affected by this, which are black and brown people. And there's a reason for that. That's a whole nother show in the archives. You could find it, who created the ghetto and red line. All these, all the, the healthcare care system, all of that. I've talked about all of that. Listen, folks, we need to prioritize how we address this virus because it is reaving havoc on the least and the most vulnerable among us. Secondly, we must address the economy. Millions of people are out of work, can't pay rent, can't put food on their table. We can't create a new America when people are suffering like this. Come on along, brother. Help me in this cause, but don't worry about what's in your refrigerator. Don't worry about whether you can pay your rent. There are some immediate things that must happen take place to help the suffering. We have to make them whole. We have to undergird them so that those in this coalition can stand up strong next to us as we move forward. We must acknowledge the generational harm of slavery and compensate black people in the form of reparations. No longer can this be a sidebar conversation or a conversation among academics or a few congressional figures. This needs to be a national conversation. 244 years of free labor that built this country, cotton industry, tobacco industry, built this country. The universities were built by, the Ivory League universities were built by slaves. The White House was built by slaves. Our greatest institution was built by the blood, sweat, and tears of black people. This needs to be a national conversation. You say, well, Michael, why, why? Well, when slaveholders lost their slaves, we, we paid them reparations. Because remember, black people were property. They lost their property. So we, we, the United States government, not me, not I, I wouldn't have paid them a dime. They had <laughs> generations of free labor. But when they lose a war and slavery is defeated, you compensate the very people that created the atrocities and then today in the modern era you have the nerve to say that there is no way black people should be compensated. Shame Shame on you. We need to establish leadership from the federal to the local level that reflect the diversity of our nation. That's the new America where all of us have a say show in the decision-making process where resources go, who get hired, who gets fired. We need to be at the table on all levels. I don't. I, it, it could be federal, it could be state, it could be local. It could be on the school board. It could be in nonprofit organizations. You need to look in your area and say to yourself does your company does your council does your state legislation does, do, 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 do that reflect America the changing I might add demographics of America only then can we begin to create it is those differing views and experiences and ways of seeing the world that will create the mosaic of a new America. It must happen. If we do this, folks, it will be a good start. (laughs) A good start. How long did it take us to get where we're at right now? How long would it take us to get out of it? This is not work that will be done overnight. This is not work that will be done in the next four years. Do not be that naive. This is hard work. Are you ready? Are you ready to seize this moment? I want you to ask yourself that question. I want you to be honest with yourself. Because if you're not ready and you are in the coalition, then you are a weak link. You can't play this. We're talking about the lives of people. We're talking about generations to come. What will we do? This is our moment. This is our moment. In the next coming days and weeks, I do not want you to be dismayed by anything that you hear coming out of the one-term president's camp. They will do whatever they can to delay this, to overturn it, to discourage those in our coalition. Don't pay attention to it. Don't listen to his Twitter's. Turn the TV when the news reports something about him. We need to stay focused on what matters and what matters is saving and changing this country. This is our moment. History will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time and what Will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many, we became one? Or Will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. You can change the world. We can make a difference if we try. We can beat the change in our lives. All we gotta do is work together We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice Change the world. Your choice, your choice. thank you for downloading the one mic one voice show take a moment and subscribe and share you can find us on spotify itunes podbean stitcher or any other podcasting platform thank you for your continued support and for your voice you can change the world it's your choice the views thoughts and opinions expressed on the one mic one voice show are not the views thoughts and opinions of our sponsors (laughs) i <laughs>